Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you're listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can download the CDM app. Come join the growing platform where you can access our praying community of disciple makers and learn from our podcasts, blogs, and videos that will help you know how to make disciples in your life and ministry. While you're on there, you can support this podcast by following the link to our Patreon. Your support allows us to continue to offer and create new content and support disciple makers like you as you transform your communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And as a thank you, those who give at least $5 a month will have access to our premium content that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. The following is a portion of our Giving Tuesday live event, where Paul and Rebecca chatted with disciple makers from around the world. For more information on partnering with CDM, go to ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com slash partner. The Freedom Initiative. So this is where we are as a new wing, as a new department that we are opening uh, in our CDM organization in which we've already been working on this. That's the thing. It's now it's kind of like making it official. You know, beforehand we were talking about uh, we have been working with um, people who have been working within prisons to be able to empower prisoners, to be able to help other prisoners uh, come to know Jesus and become disciple makers themselves. And that has grown to such a level that we've been able to now open up a new department. We're saying we not only want to be able to see this happen in a few prisons, but now be able to show how this happens across the different prisons around the U.S. and how to help them afterwards. We're about ready to bring on a friend. Trumbo, please. General Priest. This, uh, anyway, he, Greg is a part of a uh, initiative that we are starting, or should I say, a a department that we're starting with CDM, and uh, called the Freedom Initiative. And I want to tell you guys that I know in the past, it, you know, a lot of people they start new departments as they come up with the idea, but this one is really something that we have been walking alongside of our friends already for a while. And it just kind of feels like, let's just make it official, you know, <laughs> let's, let's just make it official about what we're doing. And so um, we have been walking alongside uh, our friend that we'll talk about later in our last se- session, Jack McCarty, and, and how he's reached out to uh, a prison in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, there is a fellow that's coming in who is actually one of the people who was there in the prisons that were reached through these particular efforts and have been working alongside us within the prison. And now he's on parole. He's out and he's with us and he is, um, you know, working alongside us to be able to, to help prisoners as they come out of the, um, the system and now developing a whole system of his own along with other people to help them practically and be able to uh, continue to rehabilitate and mobilize them to make disciples out in the community. We're so excited and blessed to have him have today. Here is Greg. Hello, Greg. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Did you have Less a good Thanksgiving? Highly... Had a great Thanksgiving. Spent, spent it in Oklahoma with my family. That's Woo-hoo! exciting. That's exciting. That's something that our, that we prayed for and the Lord was faithful in answering. And so, uh, that was a good day. I might have might have shed a couple of tears when I got that text. I'm just saying that the Lord came through. So uh, that's pretty great. Well, Greg, 
you know, it's it's great to have you here. I'm so excited uh, both to have heard your story from Jack uh, using a pseudonym for so long. And then you came out and now you're part of the team here. And so I'd love to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about that story. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about the the circumstances you found yourself in when you when you met Jack and then just kind of dive. Let's just dive in from there. So go ahead. OK, just real quick. Uh, I'm a disabled army vet and uh, uh, found myself in, in Iraq, Saudi Arabia and Iraq, 90, 1990, 91. Uh, while I was there, my father passed away and uh, on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, so my dad was kind of the rock that I, I stood on for, for so many years. And so I was kind of uh, uh, kind of left without an anchor mm. and uh, came back after the, after the war was over. And I was uh, uh, fortunate. I took 166 men into combat, brought 166 out. And, and I'm very, very proud of that still to this day. Um, got back from Iraq. Uh, you know, everything seemed to be going fine. Uh, was introduced to a couple of Christian brothers and, and uh, one of them uh, finally persuaded me to come to church and I was saved. But, uh, you know, Satan, Satan wasn't through with me yet. He decided that, uh, okay, well, I can't get to you here. Then we'll just move you someplace else and, and uh, get you separated from all these Christians. And, and so I, I uh, wavered for about a year and then uh, my wife and I did not like where we were stationed at. So we decided to go ahead and get off of active duty. And, and then, uh, uh, I went to the civilian world, stayed in reserves, went to the civilian world and was an engineer for uh, for 10 years. But as soon as I came off of active duty, I started having severe problems with PTSD and a number of health issues and and uh, was just, you know, doing good on my my job side. My family was was happy and everything was going, but I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And uh, although although I was saved at that point, I was not following God. We we. Uh, joined a church in a, in a small community and, but I still didn't have any good close friends. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have any of the, uh, the people I needed basically to help me, you know, find what God was, what, where God was leading me. And, uh, you know, and God was giving me all kinds of signs during all this time. You know, this is the way you're supposed to be going. And I was heading out in the opposite direction. And so, uh, I, I committed my fence in, in 2001, uh, ended up going to prison in 2003 uh, with a 25 year sentence, uh, God, uh, I recommitted my life to, to God and, and, uh, God redeemed that time that I was there. I was at the, the Clemens unit where Jack found me, uh, for 18 years. And I was doing all kinds of Christian activities. I was doing sound system for the, for the prison system and for the, the church programs. I was participating in Bible studies and doing all kinds of things. And, uh, Jack came in and in, in uh, 2018, end of 2017, beginning of 2018, and uh, you know, kind of took a shine to me and and uh, you know, told me he would like to mentor me and and I'm like, I, I need all the mentors I can get, and he introduced me to CDM and he did it really subtly. He handed me a book and because he knew I liked to read, and so I, I got uh, Contagious Disciple Making and I read it and I, man, this is pretty interesting. I've never seen or heard anything like this before just letting God's word speak for itself. And I was very intrigued by that. And, and uh, so uh, then Jack, you know, he said, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to start doing some Bible studies. And I said, OK, he said, so we got a core of five or six of us together. And and uh, 
so we started studying with him. He wanted to make us kind of his, uh, his, I won't say a leadership group, but uh, uh, the group that was going to move things forward. And uh, so he started training us. <clears throat> and then one day he comes to me and he says, hey, we're going to go do Bible studies in three building. Well, three building is is medium custody. And it's it's not the worst of the worst at the Clements unit, but it's the step right below the worst of the worst. And it's guys that don't know how to act right in prison. And, and so they end up in three building. And he said, yeah, we're going to go over to three building. I said, well, y'all enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I had no interest in the three building. And uh, so he, he worked on me for another two or three weeks. And he finally convinced me. He said, okay, we're going to go to three building. And so there was a group of five or six of us that was going to go to the three building on a particular day. And I'd finally agreed to do this. And, and so uh, we're coming along and, and uh, it's time to go. And I, you know, we're having difficulty counting at the Clements unit. And so uh, camp finally clears and I rush up to one building and it's me and Jack there. The other five guys can't get out. And so Jack says, okay, let's go to three building. I said, okay, let's go to three building. Cause I'm pretty excited about it by, right now, by now. So we get over there and, and get to three building and, and there's, you know, seven guys there waiting for, for the Bible study. And I knew two of them, one of them I'd been in school with there at the Clements unit and, and another one that I'd seen in general population before we got in trouble. And uh, so we start the Bible study in, in three building and, uh, and uh, about five or 10 minutes into it, Jack gets a phone call. Now the chaplains are the only one, the chaplains and the wardens are the only ones on the Clements unit that have a phone, the chaplains for emergency calls. And so he, he gets the phone call. And he says, Hey, I got to go. And so he leaves, he leaves me in three build in three building with the media custody guys by myself. And I'll be That's honest. Jack for you. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll be honest. I had a blast. I mean, these guys, jumped into the word and and uh, let the word speak for itself and and uh, really enjoyed myself by the time we got finished and i got back up to the chapel the other five guys that were supposed to be there with me were waiting at the chapel up there and i told them what was going on and man they were super excited and, and from that point on the three building bible study began to grow and, and dbs started to grow at the clements unit so um fast forward a little bit that was in, in 2018. Um, in 2021, uh, I got notified that, that I had made parole. Uh, the last six months of my, my prison sentence, the, the uh, TDC decided that I needed to go to a different unit. And so I got shipped down south. And, and I met some of the guys that I'd knew, known from the Clements unit, guys that I'd done DBS with at Clements unit. And so we did DBS for the last six months at, at the other unit that I went to. And then in February of this year, I, I made parole and uh, re-entered the free world. And uh, Jack is one of my mentors. I'm with a group called the Legion Project here in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, they're another group of Christian, good Christian men. And, and Jack agreed to be my mentor on the outside. And uh, we started right into doing DBS again here on the outside. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, so let me just let me just ask this, Greg. What was it like? doing DBS for the first time inside of the prison there? I'll be honest, because I was going to three building, uh, I was a little apprehensive to begin with. But the minute that we started talking and talking about this being different than anything they'd ever been before, and then opened the Bible up to God's word. And the first guy, not myself, one of the other guys read the passage from the Bible. It's mm -hmm. like, it seemed like everybody in the group's heart was touched right then and there. And it was like, mm. 
this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, I, I, I totally can agree with you there, Greg. There's just something, it's amazing how God can speak through his word. I remember one time I was doing a discovery Bible study with a lady um, and uh, she came in and she was like, I already read before. I don't need to read it again. I'll just start with the questions. I was like, no, no, we need to read it again. And she's like, okay. And she reads it. And as she's reading it, tears are coming down on her face, you know, because, you know, God was just speaking so strongly to her. It's amazing, you know, um, how God in many ways, you know, I mean, to say that he doesn't need us makes it sound like we just sit on the couch and do nothing. But what I mean is, is that, you know, he can speak through his word and we can trust that. And, it, and when we get out of the way and let the word speak for itself, it's really powerful. And I think one of the things I love about that is there's that moment when Jesus looks at his disciples and say, who do you say that I am? And he goes around and then, and then, and then Peter goes, you know, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, blessed are you, Peter, because flesh and blood did not reveal these things to you, but the father who is in heaven. And I love that moment because what I feel like is every time we do a DBS that we're recreating that moment that, that we sit there and we go, it's creating an environment where we we're partnering with the Lord to create the environment. And then the Lord is speaking through his word and his spirit into their heart. And then we get to witness a conversation between them and God. And if when we do that, we, we know in our heart that we can't take credit for it because it was God who spoke. The other thing we, we are immediately struck with is the idea that, that not only can I not take credit for that, but I got to observe it. Somehow I was allowed to participate in it. And the creator of the universe just let me get to watch him talk to someone. And that is powerful. And that, that's the, that's the, that, that leads, it should lead to worship. It's when you get back to your room or you get back to your cell and you just kind of fall in front of the Lord and go, okay, God, you let me see that. Um, that was pretty awesome. And I want to do it again. You don't know the number of times that after doing uh, discovery Bible study with a group of men, I, I went back to my cubicle and just, got down on my knees next to my bed and just, you know, prayed and cried about, you know, what God had done during that, that, that Bible study session. And, and I've, I've always been a very, I, I can talk to anybody. Okay. But I didn't have a lot of good close, good, good close friends. I've got a million friends now and I can, I can literally talk to anybody. And because God's word has went from being in my mind to being in my heart, uh, probably, of the 26 passages of, of uh, uh, Christ, uh, I mean, from creation to Christ, I could probably tell you 18 or so of them right now. Just tell me what the passage is and, and I can tell you, I can, I can talk you through it now. Well, and that's the difference between just hearing it and then doing, obeying it and sharing it with other people. The different, those two things of obeying it and sharing it. You know, so Greg, in, in your experience with the, the, these times, even maybe as you went back to, to in tears afterwards or, 
you know, or, or other moments, what did you see? How did you see this change the prisoners? You know, what were some of the things that they were doing? How were, how, how were their actions starting to change? Well, first off, when, uh, in, in prison, when you had, when you, uh, encountered a person of peace, you knew it pretty quickly because that was on everybody. Okay. I mean, I did it whenever, whenever I started doing DBS, man, I would go back to the pod and I would be telling everybody about what was going on. And there were probably eight or 10 guys within the first, first six months that were doing the same thing. They were on fire. And, and then I remember the, the first guy I ever baptized in my life. And, and this guy was a, was a gangbanger. He's probably twice my size and I'm 225. Okay. And, and, uh, and I mean, when he gave his life to Christ and was baptized, I mean, it just, it broke my heart. It really did. I mean, I'm, I never would have, when I first met him, I never would have imagined that he would have given his life to Christ, even though we were doing DBS and, and, and uh, he was participating in everything. I just kept seeing the hard side of him and seeing the hard side of him, he seeing the hard side of him. And, and then whenever he, he came up to me, he says, Hey, I want you to, to baptize me. And, and, uh, uh, because I've given life to Christ and I'm like, wow, it just, it's overwhelming. It really is. I love, I love what you said there that, that you baptized him. I think that that was a, a key thing when I was talking with, cause I was, what ended up happening. We'll find this next part of the story later is that we were sitting there coaching with Jack, you know, how to apply these principles within the system. And he always called you the major. And so he would sit there and tell me about taking the major to this, to this building, you know, and to do these things and everything. And then I can remember that, that time when he sat there and he said, Hey, we're baptizing a group of guys. And then and he said, but Paul, guess what? I'm not baptizing any of them. The prisoners are going to be baptizing the prisoners that help disciple them. And, and that was just a neat moment, even of worship between, you know, Jack and I in that moment, worshiping God, because there's this, that moment when you realize that this is right, you know, it, I mean, it's one of those moments as a believers, because it says in scripture, we can know that you can test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And the moment Jack said, the prisoners are baptizing each other, then we were just like, boom. It's like God himself said, and this is right. And so that was that was a great moment for us on this side of things, just to kind of give you a behind the scenes rest of the story as you were there <laughs> baptizing other people on those side of the scenes. Now, I know that that in when you're when you're doing disciple making inside of a prison, there's a lot of things that people can see as barriers to, that are obstacles. And one of them is the 26 lessons. Because you you don't are you aren't guaranteed that you're going to be with the same people for 26 weeks in a row. In fact, that's probably not going to happen. So what ended up? Tell us a little bit about some of those obstacles to seeing movement happen. How those were overcome, and what were some of the fruits of that? Well, obviously Jack was the key in in that because Jack tracked the guys as they moved across the unit. Uh, guys would eventually uh, get out of three building, just like most of the guys will eventually get out of prison. They'll get out of three building. Some of them will come back. And, uh, uh, and whenever they got over to say, went from three building, which is medium custody over to general population on seven building, then 
Jack was quick to get them lay-ins to come either to the chapel or the seven building day room to be part of the DBS over there. So we tried to keep everybody tied in as quickly as quickly as we could anytime we knew that they were moving. Most of the times the guys, when they would move, they would immediately send a note up to the chapel and say, hey, I got moved. I need to be part of the group over here. And and so it was it was really, really good like that. Um, guys left the left the unit. Um, they would be sending letters back to to uh, Jack back at the unit saying, hey, I'm at this new unit. How, how can we do DBS here? And at that time, uh, still serving on the unit, there wasn't a whole lot he could do for him other than we had made a sheet up at the time there there were the eight questions and he had made a sheet up and we sent him copies of the sheet of the eight questions and then the 26 uh, scriptures for from uh, Genesis to Jesus and and sent them out to him and said heck just keep doing what you were doing and and uh, surprisingly it it uh, you know spread over to a couple of other units then covid hit and when covid hit they started shipping people everywhere and it was amazing that about that same time, Jack went ahead and left the ministry there and, and went back into the civilian world again. And he set up a P.O. box and started communicating with these guys on the outside and then supporting them on the outside. Uh, God intervened and, and uh, gave Jack a, a radio program in Amarillo. And uh, so he's talking to, at that time, probably five units in our area up here. And I think he's talking to either seven or nine units now. And then he decided, okay, well, let's go ahead and do the the uh, prison system email, JPays, and these guys are these other units. Let's go ahead and shoot these out to these guys at these other units, so we can still support them out there. And so he he took this upon himself to to keep DBS moving forward because he thought that that's what God was wanting him to do. And it turns out it is. So yeah, that was that's been really great to see. You know, we see in in the the epistles and in the book of acts this idea of paul the apostle writing letters instructing mm -hmm. people even people he had never met and so so jack with the jpay jack with the radio station broadcasting those things getting them into the prisons to to equip believers who find themselves in prison because of choices that they made in the past it's really interesting jesus will will set our souls free but then our bodies were still paying for those choices and, and everything. And what I love about disciple making is now we're, we're giving purpose. It's not just you're redeemed by Christ. And so now sit on a pew and try not to cause any more trouble. It's like, no, <laughs> you're, you're redeemed by Christ. And now according to the book of Acts, you're supposed to turn the world upside down in his name. Hmm. And so how do we help? prisoners become world changers when the rest of the world has given up on on their potential to do so and so that's that's one of the things that i love about the freedom initiative uh greg and working with you and jack both bookending it inside and outside is that we're looking at prisoners and saying all right yeah you made some bad decisions i'm glad that you've owned up to those you're paying your price i'm glad you're doing that but you're not done yet we got a lot of work to do and we need you in the fight and we need your unique perspective and experiences to bring to that so that you can honor God with all of the days he's left. He's left you on this earth, whether inside or outside. And I just, I just think that that's and, really cool. You know, and I just, I just personally am been so uh, it's so such a joy to be able to, to be now coming to be friends with you and working alongside with you 
uh, on this next leg of the journey. You know, it feels like Paul and I have known you for a while because of Jack. And this is how it is with a lot of our second generation leadership that we have, where we hear about them, right? You know, as we're coaching the original leader, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, we finally get to meet, you know, the person. And I'm sure the other people like you probably are creeped out because we're like, hey, it's you. You know, it's like, it's our friend that we've finally come to see. But the thing is, uh, so, so, you know, Greg, it's been so great to hear from your perspective, how this journey has been, you know, Greg, um, I know that I want to be able to say that got to further viewers out there. This is, this is not just something that we're celebrating that's happened once. We believe that these principles will be able to work in many, many other prisons and, and situations. And in fact, we're currently in, a, in conversations with quite a few other you know, prisons and jackets as well to be able to get them started and being able to see these principles work in there. But also you have the... Um, you are, we're also wanting to partner together with the work on outside of the prison with uh, the uh, the kind of stuff that the Legion Project is doing to have not just work within the prisons, but also as they come out to reduce um, the, the, the people going back into prison and also to help mobilize them as they come out. And so, you know, Craig, I just love to hear for you. What is the thing that you are seeing happen when, that can happen? as we partner together to be able to both mobilize these prisoner, uh, these principles to the prisons and also continue to reach prisoners after they leave prison. Well, I think one of the things we found out uh, whenever guys moved around the prison and when COVID happened and they moved other places, especially when a person of peace moved to another place, uh, the, the mentoring side of it is, is so very important. Uh, in our in our unit, Clements unit, uh, we had two other volunteers that came in from the outside. They had never done C, uh, DBS or or uh, contagious disciple making before. They read the book and then got to see it in action. And so then they were able to do it on the inside and then they were able to take it outside as well. But by having somebody whenever a guy moved from three building to seven building and having somebody there whenever they got there to tie him right into a group again was so important. And that's why I think the freedom initiative and what the Legion project does is so important because they provide mentors on the outside, people that are doing uh, DBS and, and, and contagious disciple making on the outside. And so whenever that guy that was doing DBS and CDM on the inside steps out the door, he's got somebody to tie into as soon as he gets out. And, and that, that piece of it is so very, very important. You know, the other, the other part of it is the, the piece where, you know, Jesus Christ was talking about, we have to meet a person's basic needs before they're receptive to the gospel. You know, uh, the Legion project is so wonderful because they take good Christian men that were, were uh, acting as good Christian men on the inside. And, and as soon as they get out, they provide them with a vehicle and a house and clothes and food and everything they need to get started. They help them get in a job. They, they help them get their driver's license, provide a vehicle and all of this stuff. So they've taken care of the basic needs. So now they're ready to be disciple makers whenever they get out. They're ready to tie into a Christian community. They're, they're given a mentor. I have a, an inside mentor and an outside mentor, and that may not make sense, but an outside mentor is a guy that was a, maybe a businessman or a pastor or, or just a retiree in the area that's a good Christian man that 
is able to walk me through simple, simple things that I didn't think about whenever I was in prison. And then I have an inside mentor. And that was a guy that was in prison that said, you went through all the trouble of, I had to get my driver's license. I had to get health insurance. I, I had to get there for the job interview. I have to go to parole. I, I had problems with my monitor or whatever the case may be. They've been through it and they can say, okay, this is what you do. This is how you do it. This is what we need to, to, to do. I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to, you know, hold your hand or take you to where you need to go to make sure things get done. And, and that part of it, whenever a man walks out of prison where he doesn't have to worry about where's my next meal coming from. I've only got one set of clothes that they gave me when I came out of prison. I've got $50 of gate money and that's the only money I have, you know, to start out with until I get a job. And I mean, that, that in and of itself is so wonderful. And, and the Legion project is doing that. And, and uh, it, it's a, a very, very good process. So. Well, you know, we're so glad to be partnering with you to be able to see this happen uh, and everything. And we're excited what the future is to come, Greg. We look forward to when we can talk with you again in front of everybody. And, you know, uh, guys, you know, this is why we want you to be able to be a part of uh, what we're doing, you know, join, first off, join in. If you have all have a heart for being able to reach prisoners, you know, reach out to us and we can be able to help you be a part of that. Also, we're, we want to add more to our, our, um, our freedom initiative team, because there's a lot of work to do and we'd love to be able to have you be a part of that. But then also, uh, guys, you know, we need support uh, to be able to help uh, with the process. There's a radio program, Remember the Prisoner, as well as other expenses of just seeing this, being able to this project, as you can even can tell, being forwarded this. There's a lot of needs there in that. And so, you know, um, be, partner with us at CDM so we can be able to see this happen because this is there's no greater joy uh, to be able to be uh, seeing um just God redeem everything. And that's yeah. what we're about. So one of the things that when you invest in a share that a hundred dollars or more a month with uh, contagious disciple making that you're participating in is uh, we're looking at those JPays that we send out. Every single one of them costs a little bit of money. Uh, so, you know, uh, helping with keep the radio station online in order to equip the prisoners, you know, all of those, all of those various things are going to be things that your share is a part of this, uh, this giving Tuesday. But Greg, thank you so much for being a part uh, of us. And we're, we're uh, looking forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, my friend. I'm Paul Watson, and this is Rebecca Ewing, and you've been listening to the CDM Podcast. Like, share, five-star rate, and review this podcast. You can listen to our full premium content by becoming a $5 a month supporter on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash faithworks, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash faithworks, or click on the link in the description. Thanks for listening to the CDM Podcast. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at contagiousdisciplemaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple makers.